0: Okay, ladies, I think let's start. Hi, guys. Girls. Let's start because my girls, two of my children, are going to pop in here in a little bit and um, let you guys pepper them with questions about friends. So, um, but they just have a little window of time. And so um, I thought we'd kind of jump in and then we'll take a break when they get here. And um, so let me introduce myself really quick. My name Pam McGee. And um, let's do like super fast, first name, age of kids. We don't even need to hear names and all that. Let's just do really quick, age of kids. So my name's Pam, I have a freshman in college, a senior in high school, freshman in high school, eighth grader.
1: I'm Melanie and I have four girls that are almost seven, five, three, and then six months. Awesome.
0: My name's Lauren and I have um, two
2: girls, one's seven and one's four. Okay, perfect. And Jacqueline, I have um, two boys, one girl, Fresh or er, a junior in college, a freshman in college, and a junior in high school. Thank you. I'm Katie. I have a girl that's six, a girl that's four, and a son that's two. Okay, Sunday, I have a
3: 13 year old boy and a nine year old boy. Mm-hmm. I'm Angela. I have
4: a 14 year old girl, a freshman, a seventh grader, and then twins who are in first grade. I'm Cindy. I have a ninth grade
2: girl, seventh grade girl.
3: daughter a
2: second grade daughter and a kindergarten okay. son. Awesome. I have four girls, eight, five, and three year old twins. <laughs> I know, I go back and forth. Which one is it? How old are they? Um Kim, I have three boys, eight, six, and three. Okay.
0: okay. And I'm Martha and I have two boys, seventh grade and fifth grade. Very good. Okay. Well good. Well glad y'all are here. Um we'll just jump right in. Let me pray for us and then we're going to jump in. I've got some opening thoughts and um before we pray, y'all be thinking about questions. This really is, I really want this. I mean, I've got, um, got some thoughts and some tried and true wisdom and then some, like we're still in the thick of it. And some of this is still theory, you know? So, um, I, I, think this would be great discussion time. It'd be great questions. Um, I mean, we can throw out situational, you know, just all the, Hey, what would you do in this? And so, you know, other moms that I know that have kind of are right where I am or even a little bit ahead. I mean, we're definitely gonna center our wisdom on scripture and what the Lord has said and what's maybe, what's worked and what hasn't. But, um, you know, just even as we discuss this a little bit, I'd love just some Q and A and just kind of for the bulk of the time to be that. And like I said, my girls will pop in here in a minute. And my, so got one away at college, but my son, had a geometry test right now. And so he just said, mom, I don't think I can get away. So I would have loved for you to hear from him, but the girls will pop in. And so we'll have two very different girls have opposites. Some of y'all know my girls and they're really different personalities. And so um, it'll be fun to hear just a little perspective from them on friendships. And maybe John's going to pop in my husband, uh, been married 23 years and um, he might pop in here too. So y'all can pepper him with questions as well, um, but let's pray we'll jump in. And but even now just kind of be thinking of questions or just some, some things that you found, just some wisdom even that you wanna want to share with us as well. So um, let's pray. Lord, thank you um, for friendships. Um, Lord, that you um, knew in the very beginning it wasn't good for man to be alone and you created a woman and then you created um, in that just community and um, just even you in the, um, the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, you just knew that being together and um, just that there was something in that and that isolation wasn't good. And so Lord, just thank you for the gift of friendships. Thank you just for the model through scripture of just good friendships and just the warnings of wrong friendships. And um, so Lord, I just pray that we today um, would just come into this just wherever we are, we've got all different age kids in all different walks of life, Lord, that you would just give us some wisdom. Lord, that each mom, including myself, would leave here just encouraged with one thing that we can do just for as we parent our kids um, not beat down with all the mistakes we've made and all the mistakes I know I've made but Lord just okay um, what's one thing one or two things I can go home and just take ground in as um, I help parent my kids um, in the area of friendship and so just thank you for these women that are here thank you that you're intimately acquainted with where they are and with each of their kids, that you're intimately acquainted with them. And um, so, Lord, I just thank you um, for your wisdom that you give us um, through your word and through your spirit and just through your people that are gathered here today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. Well, let me, do we get paper? Did we find some paper? Oh, yeah. So if y'all, sorry, I don't have a handout, but we've got this blank nest paper. So you can just write away to your heart's content um, because I really am, I'm just going to give you some, just as I was thinking about this, just some thoughts. Um, kind of overarching about friendship and just the gospel and, um, and then we'll kind of talk about just a few areas and then like I said we'll just jump into some Q&A um, but let me just start off I've been reading this book has anybody read Unoffendable um, or heard about it um, so I'm really just a little ways in but what I'm getting out of it is just the word just grace um, just that Jesus showed grace to everybody he was not offended was not angry if we just navigate life through with grace and the way God looks at us Like it just kind of makes everything better. And so I I read a book um, just kind of with my devotion called The Gospel Primer, and it just talks about preaching the gospel to yourself every day. And we know the message of the gospel is, it is by grace you've been saved, nothing we can do. And um, it's just this, you know, the definition is just unmerited favor. And so as I think about friendships, and just if we operate with believing friends, with non-believing friends, um, with our husbands, they're our friends, um, with our siblings, like if we operate out of grace and just the way that God looks at us, that it just, um, that's how we, if it just permeates our friendships, permeates everything, that's how we can navigate this well and teach our kids to navigate it well. When we think about Matthew 7 in that parable, the unmerciful servant, so if you're not familiar with that, if y'all know that story, just the man who owed millions and millions of dollars went and begged the king, hey, I can't pay this, I'm, I'm gonna be thrown in jail unless you do something, and the king says, I forgive you, and so just, I mean, it's, it's a story of forgiveness, but what forgiveness is, giving something that is not deserved. I and mean, that man deserved jail, instead he got this something that wasn't deserved, he got forgiveness. And so just thinking about um, just giving something to our, ki- helping our kids just operate out of, man, my friend doesn't, they deserve for me to be mad at them. They deserve um, what they did was wrong, but instead I'm gonna give them grace. I think that is um, just the way that we can look through that. And so this this one little blip in unoffendable um, talks about, has this great story about this realtor who shows these people this house and it was a disaster. I mean, like the the motorcycle in the living room and I mean, just this disaster. And um, the agent just kept saying, this could be a wonderful place. You could do this and this and this. And the guy ended up buying the house And um, he said, how did you know? How did you know the grass was four feet tall, garbage was everywhere, motorcycle in in the living room. And she said, hey dude, I can see. And just that God doesn't see things the way they are, but he can see the way things truly are. And he must, um, God sees what we don't. It says he must because he hasn't vaporized us all yet. Mm -hmm. He sees that we're seriously messed up and he still sees what can be done with it and he sees things that are wonderful. And then I love the picture that, you know, right there at the end of John 13, where um, Peter denies Jesus. And then the very next verse, so there's a chapter break in the Bible, but in the true story, there weren't chapter breaks, obviously. So, you know, Peter denies him. And then the very next chapter, John 14 says, "'Let not your heart be troubled. "'Believe in God, I go to prepare a place for you.'" And he just is speaking directly to Peter, like, I love you. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm giving you grace. Believe in me, I'm going to prepare a place for you and I'm coming back to get you. So Jesus wouldn't let hypocrisy, betrayal, backstabbing, abandonment, anything stop him from loving Peter. He saw something in Peter that Peter could not have possibly seen in himself. Um, And God sees things we don't. We can risk loving people, even incredibly difficult insulting people because he loves us. The person you find most offensive, somehow God sees something's there, something you don't. Ask him what it is and maybe he'll show you. Um, So as I've been thinking about this and thinking about grace, um, that's just kind of what I want to go as we talk about just different friendships, whatever it looks like a believer, non-believer, siblings, just all those. And so I'm going to couple each of those kind of grace plus something else as you look at these friendships. And so, um, but before we do that, I've got just some bullet points as we go through. And so y'all can just take notes as you feel. So a friend, I think this is a great definition. Um, There's a a podcast called Truth, Love, and Parenting that um, good friends of mine um, love. And this is a great definition. A friend wants God's best for me and loves me the way he loves me. So a friend wants God's best for me and loves me the way he does. And so as I think about that, our kids, so specifically as we're thinking about our kids and their friendships, like they're gonna have lots of friends, but really true friends, like they may not, they're not gonna have a lot of. Like we personally may not have just a lot of true friends. We have a lot of playmates and acquaintances, but a true friend, you're probably just gonna have a few of them. As you think about Jesus, even in that model, I'm sure we've all heard that, you know, Jesus had lots of followers, you know, hundreds. Then he had the 12 dudes that he really hung out with. Then he had his three that were his closest. And you could even argue that he had a BFF, you know, that John was his, was his bestie. And so like, even Jesus had that model of hanging out with lots of people, lots of acquaintances, inclusive of a lot of people, but he still had kind of his preferences and his closest, closest friends. And so I think that model for our kids is great too, you know, like, hey, like, we're not friends with. We don't go do something with everybody all the time. There are these closer friends that we have, and there's wisdom in that, and there's just a freedom in that. You don't have to um, include everybody all the time. Now, in that, you know, we're not exclusive and we're not unkind, um, but it's okay just to have you know kind of your preferences and your closest friends, and especially for believers for raising our kids in a Christian home, like there's this wisdom in having godly friends. So that for a friend that wants God's best for me and loves me that way. And so I think just kind of that foundation of, we can have these really close friends and then have these other friends that gets god's using in our life and we're using in their lives Um, i think as we're navigating how to find good friends especially for younger ones asking our kids lots of questions instead of telling them who they need to be friends with like hey what are some things you like in a friend hey so and so you talked about her what is it that you like about her what is it about sally that makes you um, maybe be a better friend, you know? What is it about Sally that um, maybe makes you want to be more like Jesus? Or, hey, what is it about Sally that maybe you're not at your best when you're around her? And so just asking asking questions to let your kids kind of figure out who their friends would be. I mean, obviously giving wisdom in there, but asking a lot of questions. Um, I think just practically inviting kids over a lot, like being around your kids' friends as much as you can, like driving whenever you can. It feels like a beat down, but trust me, it goes by fast. Just, I've got number three is getting ready to drive, and then I'll just have one more that I have to drive, but I'm kind of sad that um, it's kind of ending. And so just whenever you can drive your kids as they get older, um, yeah, sure, I'll take everybody to Waterburger at 10 p.m., even though I want to be in bed. You know, and so it just gives you a great opportunity to eavesdrop and to get to know um, get to know their friends. And so just as much as you can invite friends over. Angela had all the group over the other night and just watching a movie, as much as you can, and y'all were probably were y'all eavesdropping from the kitchen? Uh, no. <laughs> Is that me? Yeah. And so just as much as you can, um, just have you have them over at your house, have your house kind of the place that they want to be. It doesn't have to be the coolest house, it doesn't have to have the pool. But like I find with boys especially if you have really good snacks and you have um, you know, some, maybe some kind of a fun game console or something like that, I mean, it's just fun. You know, the boys wanna be there and the girls wanna do fun things. If you'll drive them in the car to McKinney or to Plano to take pictures, that's what they all wanna do, dress up and take cute pictures. Um, sure, I'll drive you down there, like just to offer to do the stuff like that. Then, um, then that's who they wanna <laughs> be around. Um, I think remembering, and a, and a friend of mine mentioned this and I was already thinking it, we've used this term a lot lately, just the ebb and flow of friendships That right now, for a 13-year-old, this problem right here looks like this is the biggest deal in my life, and like I'm never going to get over this, but just to remind them, I mean, to not invalidate them, listen if they're sad, listen to them and be sad with them if something's going on, but just to remind them of the bigger picture, and just this is such a blip on this huge life of friendship, and that things ebb and flow, and the person that is driving you crazy now or might be your best friend now, like in a few months, it may look completely different. And so just helping your kids kinda hang on in the moment, like, hey, it may look different now. And then in that, and I can speak to this, like don't get caught up in the drama as a parent. So that seems really simple. Um, Y'all with older kids, is that simple? Can I get an amen? (laughs) It is so hard not to get caught up in the drama, boy and girl, maybe girl a little more, it's just hard not to get caught up in the drama with your kids. So they come home, and um, Proverbs eighteen seven says, the first to plead his case is right. And we forget the second part of that verse, which is until another comes along. So your kid comes home, and they plead their case, and you are, like, angry. And, of course, yes, we're going to go call that mom right now. We're going to get this figured out. How dare she do that? How dare he do that? Until you hear the other side of the story. Um, and so just to remember, like, okay, babe, man, I'm sorry, let's talk through that. How did that make you feel? Let's kind of process this well and not get caught up in the drama at the moment. I think, especially as a girl mom, has been um, hard for me <laughs> and I'm learning. Um, so my girls are really opposite. My oldest is um, just kind of been even and kind of quieter and has just her few close friends. And there's been some in that, but um, then my younger one has lots of friends, lots of ebb and flow, lots of drama, and um, so I'm, that's where I'm like not tried and true right now. I'm kind of, this is all theoretical for me with her right now because we're right in the middle of it. And so, but I do think that's been the biggest thing, just not getting caught up in the drama and just um, taking a step back. Lord, what would you have me say to her? Like, how could we proceed here? Um, Like, I'm not 13, I feel like it right now. My emotions feel like I'm right in there with her, but um, just remember, I'm the adult here. I think I've had to say that to myself multiple times lately. Wait, Mm -hmm. I am the adult here. I'm not 13, I'm not gonna get on her roller coaster. And so, um, just file that away. If you're not already seeing it, I don't know, do you have girls, anybody seeing that? Like, y'all jumping on the drama train with your girls right now? Anybody, or have y'all seen it? Do y'all feel it? (laughs) So just remind yourselves, like, I am the adult, I'm not. I'm not the teenager here, and it's funny. You'll have to remind yourselves of that, maybe. I know I do a lot. Um, Okay, conflict, so friendships, any relationship, conflict's coming. It's not if, it's when, and so it's never too early to teach them how to handle conflict. Two-year-old, 13, 19, whatever, it's never too early to start just talking about conflict with your kids, and so um, just the principles of (laughs) leading with humility leading with owning your own stuff first. And so, hey, babe, I'm sure that was hard. Um, Hey, what is it that you might get on as you go to your friend? Like, hey, they really, maybe they were talking about you. Maybe they were really sassy to you. Maybe um, this guy, maybe he, you know, did something to you. But hey, how can you say, hey, you know, I, what did I do wrong in this situation? So just that owning your own part. First, we talk about, Maybe they're 98% wrong, but what is the 2% that you might be contributing to this? And so um, in a kind, compassionate way, again, we don't wanna invalidate our kids when they come and they're hurting and they're upset, but um, hey babe, yeah, how? What's, what's your part in this? And so just that leading with humility, that 24-hour rule, do y'all know the 24-hour rule? Somebody articulate that in conflict? So if you hear someone talking about someone else, so to go to some, so, so if, hey, let's pause as my girls come in here real quick. Hey, and my, and my husband. Come on in guys, hey, y'all sit right here. <clears throat> okay, this is Emmy, Emmy's 13, eighth grader, and Maddie's a senior in high school. Come on, come on. Um, so they've got about 15, 20 minutes, I think, right? Yeah, and so these ladies have some littles, some kind of junior high, probably mostly elementary, preschool, elementary, and some junior high, and a few with kind of high school. So you guys, what would y'all say? A Couple of things, your biggest two or three thoughts as you think about friendships, and um, and then they're gonna hit y'all with some questions. Yeah, I could come up with some good ones. There. Okay, and so here you have to talk into this. Yeah, yeah, because they're recording it. For future generations. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Maddie. Yes, hello. Um,
1: do I have to put this on? No, you just hold it. Probably okay. Gonna be um, I don't know. I guess the biggest thing would just to remember that, like, they're people and they're not perfect. And, like, you're struggling with something, so they probably are too. And that every friendship is going to be different, so you can't, like, compare other friends that you see or even you with, like, certain friends. It's going to be completely different in different circumstances and with different people. So just to not, like, compare and have really unrealistic expectations I guess.
0: For the kids, like as you're as they're talking to their kids, like Yeah. Yeah. Just every situation looks different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just like knowing every situation and not just like, oh if you could say, Oh, this happened earlier, not to like base anything off of that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How would you okay, you give you yours and then I'll ask you a question.
5: Okay. Um I guess mine is more with siblings. Yeah. But um that you have to You have to be intentional and that friendships are, like, hard to maintain as you get older and that they're not just, like, something I remember JP said on his last sermon before he left is that, like, um, friendship is forged, not found, so you can't just go out and find a best friend, Um, or you might find one, but you have to work really hard to keep it that way, especially with your siblings. You're not just going to be their best friend without ever um, being intentional with them and seeking them out.
0: Good. Yeah. Okay, Maddie, so you've had 17 years of friendships in junior high and high school, and um, what have you found, just to be true, of the friends that are probably your wise kind of closest friends and then as the friends on the periphery, you know, more acquaintances have kind of come and go? So, like, what's the difference? Yeah. Kind of, how have you kind of navigated through the ones that are your true friends. So we talked about a true Mm -hmm. friend is the one that loves you the way the Lord does and wants what's best for you.
1: Okay. Yeah, so I'd say my true friends right now are the ones who I, like, actually have intentional conversations with and not just the ones I goof off with because, like, that's fun, but that's not, like, a true friendship, I guess. And so people at school who I'd say are my really good friends, we still, like, they're still just not a level – like a deep level of friendship and that could like that will leave as soon as I go to college because there's nothing like substantial and so we still like have fun and we're friends but like the difference would be just like being intentional and actually having like hard conversations which is so hard So the friendship will
0: stay when you go off to school how are those those are different how?
1: Mm-hmm. Because we actually talk about real stuff and like um one of my really good friends in my small group I think I'll keep up with just because we actually talk about real things that will like continue and not just like circumstances in high school that are just now and that won't. Yeah.
0: What is y'all? Ask. What are y'all? What are you and as you're talking about Kate? What are y'all? Mm-hmm. What does your friendship look like as far as what you can tell her? Yeah, and the trust level and
1: that. Yeah. So just over like Christmas break, we had a hard conversation just about her being like kind of selfish and just taking, just talking about herself a lot and being. Kind of self-absorbed. I didn't say those words, but um.
0: <laughs> you did, although you could, because y'all are good enough. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But just there was a trust that she was able to like, like, please tell me more, and like, she knew that it was coming out of a place of love and not just like, I hate you and I want to talk about me now, so stop talking about yourself, <laughs> you know. So. Good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So in I that, think that.
1: So my friends being friends to me. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm kind of quiet, and so it takes me a while to like open up. And so it just like I'm. hmm, I don't know how to phrase this. Yeah, just that. um, Like I form deep friendships. I don't form like surface level, like just hang out, like really quick friendships like that. But it's like a lasting friendship. So it's sometimes hard to make friends right off the bat. I'm not super extroverted, and um it's hard for me to like let people into my lives and just tell them about certain things. So, just being aware of that, that's good too. Yeah.
6: And so, how parents, like, how, how mom and I helped you with that? How is it, how is it What's been, helpful, what's been frustrating?
1: Maybe yeah. I think initially, like, junior high and the first part of high school, it was good. They, like, pushed me out of my comfort zone, made me go to stuff, just encouraged me to be. More open and just have more energy and stuff. Recently, it's, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Y'all have, like, well, it's just hard to find the balance. I know as parents, like, you have to know your kid really well. And so sometimes when they push me, it's great, but sometimes if I'm in a bad mood and I know I should be doing stuff, <laughs> but I don't really want to, like, them pushing me and reminding me that isn't gonna be helpful. And so, just gonna make me, like, angry at them. <laughs> But um, they've done a great job, like recently, like understanding that and navigating through that. So I think it's just like depending on your kids, everything's different.
0: Yeah, I think so it was Elizabeth this morning talking about just being a student of your kid, you know, and um, and so these two, as I mentioned, they're really different in their personalities and just knowing, okay, like lovingly to push Maddie out just a little bit. And then now as she's almost an adult, like is an adult, um, just to go, okay, we think you should do this, but you're kind of an adult. And so if you don't do it, fine, or maybe you do know best, you know, and so um, just kind of knowing your kid and then specifically in relationships, just encouraging um, her and and um, championing her, I just think um, specifically in siblings, um, just really highlighting your kids' uniqueness, not ever comparing them um, to each other. You can say, "Hey, look how great Maddie's doing at this. Look how great you're doing at this, Emmy." Never in a comparison way, but more just in a highlight way. And so, hey, Maddie, like I love that you are a deep friend, and that the fact that you and Kate could have that conversation was because years of You said, hey, tell me about me in ways that I could look more like Christ. And that when you told her those hard things, that she knew that you loved her and you trust her. um, She trusts you and that you wanted the best for her and you wanted her to look the most like Christ. And so just... um encouraging the uniqueness for each of your kids in that and then this one just the uniqueness of her she's super extroverted and she has lots and lots of friends and we've navigated like going from friend group to friend group because um, she's friends with everybody and then as they kind of click off or whatever um, just kind of helping her navigate what it looks like um, to have a few trusted friends but still have lots of friends as well and so what do you think's been probably one of the challenges of your personality, or what as we've talked about, some of the stuff you've gone through recently with just some friend group changes and what that looks like.
5: Um, so I would say it's hard because junior high, specifically girls, are naturally very clicky. So, um, I do have like a few like best friends, and then other than that, I feel like I'm just like friends with everyone, so it's hard. To be friends with everyone when people are being clicky. Did
0: that answer your question? Yeah. Just so, how have we have we talked about that at home? Just how do you, um, like, if those friends are believers, how can you have conversations with them? And what does that look like? As you were talking about today, just one of the things that you feel like is most valuable in a friendship is friends that you can can confront each other. Yeah.
5: Um, And so. Most of my grade of girls is in my small group or has come to my small group before. Um, but it's... the I think the most loving thing in a friendship is when someone confronts you because it means they really care about you. And, like, no, want... It's fun, but it's yeah. funny. Um, and, like, want you... They, like, know that you don't want to be that way and um, how you want to pursue the Lord. And so they like I think that's really loving and I know a lot of my friends do and so um not being afraid of confrontation even though I like want to be friends with everyone I'm like I don't want them to hate me if I confront them but um just knowing that I don't I don't know but just confronting people even when it's hard and um just like relying on the Lord and, like, my close friends who are always going to be there for me.
0: Yeah. So when you talk to a friend, like, say so you have a good friend, um, and you feel like maybe she's not being, well, or the other way around. So if you have a friend and you um, give them freedom to kind of tell you, so how how would you tell Lily, like, hey, if I'm not being like Christ, I want you to come to me. How would you articulate that to a friend?
5: I think I'd probably just, just like say that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, like, that um, all my friends pretty much know. I feel like I've made that very known to them that I would like to be confronted because... um, And that's probably... I would just say that I am um, trying to love them and pursue the Lord as best I can. And if there's any way they see that I'm not doing that, that I would like to know um, so I could help fix that. And so no one's being hurt by me and I don't know it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you any thoughts for me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
6: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Talk about just your yeah. Your yeah. Y'all, real quick, two what's nuggets what's for your team? relationship for each other and your brothers, and then part? questions for everybody.
5: I'd say, just like I said earlier, that you have to treat your siblings like one of your friends. Like, schedule time that you're just gonna hang out with your siblings like just like you would hang out with a friend on Friday be like hey I'm gonna hang out with my sister this weekend um or some or brother or whatever um but just being intentional and something my parents have told us so much is like or as parents they always talk about like shot clock and how our like time is ticking down and we're gonna like leave for college (laughs) soon um but and, like, my sister's a senior, and my mom always tells me, like, you have one more semester with her, like. <laughs> Might be shaming you. I don't, don't know. <laughs> Go hang out with your sister. But just, like, knowing that the time will fly by faster than you think, and um, especially for me because I'm the youngest, and um, that your siblings are going to leave soon. So just, like, being intentional with them while you can and just treating them like you
1: want a friend.
0: Yeah, I think that's good.
1: good thoughts. Yeah. I have two little things. So like with intentional time intentional time, sometimes it's hard to like actually schedule with your sibling. But something I do or try to do is make them like not be on their phones when I'm driving them places and to try to use that. Or even like we're just like cleaning our room or doing our laundry just to like hang out then, you know? It doesn't have to be this whole like, Okay, Friday night you're only hanging out with me, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And then a second thing would be just that, like, these are the only relationships that are going to be throughout your whole life. And so they're going to be the most important. And so even if there's, like, friends that you would rather hang out with, knowing that your siblings are, that's just, like, prioritize that, yeah. I guess.
0: Yeah. That's good. I think, yeah, we've talked to our friends, like, our kids. Like, you'll have these friends. Y'all, I mean, you guys know, like, how many have a few, a few friends from high school, if any, a few from college, probably more. Um, and then, um, hopefully your siblings, you know, we've just said like, these are the ones that are going to be your friends for life. And that when dad and I are old and we need help. That they get. They get to help you. <laughs> help you take care of us. And um, just they're the only ones that kind of can comp- completely get you. And so I think just however old they are or young they are, just now we talk a lot about being a team. We talk. We do a lot of kind of together um, opportunities. We serve together and um, try to have it fun together and are um, intentional together. And even now with Dawson away at school. Um, try to kind of weekly um get together and FaceTime and um we have a family group text that they kind of all jump in on and it's kind of random sometimes (laughs) yesterday was really random I know (laughs) 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 Um, they get home from school and they can't have their phones during school the boys can and they'll this huge stream and they have no idea what's going on but um but yeah just kind of talking about being a team yeah any yeah any thoughts from you on that Yeah. Yeah. Like a 30 day challenge has been really helpful for us. So about a couple of years ago, we just said we really want our kids to have this view of being best friends for life. And so what are some short term things? So even little kids I think this would be really fun. So like 30 days of you hug everybody in your family and say, I love you every day. And, um, I mean, it would get pretty silly and there'd be some, I love you's, you know, and, um, kind of some quick side hugs and, um, but check the box before you go to bed, say, I love you and hug everybody in your family. Um, what are some other 30 days that we've done? Some other, yeah. Yeah. So kind of pairing up your kids. So even before, so now our kids can drive and go out on their own, but even before they can just like, Hey, we're going to, um, drop you guys at Chick-fil-A, we'll set it at another table, and you're going to have a brother-sister date. You know, we'll pay for it, you know, or we're going to, as you get a little bit older, you know, we'll we'll drop you guys together or, you know, let you all do something kind of fun together. And so really facilitating kind of some um, inner person, you know, just the inner sibling kind of relationships. So, yeah, what questions do you all have for them before they head back to school? Do you all have? Um, I yes, love You me, like, all
3: the No. I have two sisters. I'm one of Oh, yeah.
2: love it yeah so anyway
3: best That's friend so um my so i have a fifth grade daughter and a second grade daughter and my my son's um in kinder and he's just oblivious to life this yeah. but so they're very different like y'all my old and i am more like you so i'm i'm the extrovert friends with everybody and i struggle with that more as an adult as, than i did as a kid yeah. so i love where y'all are and just like you two like praise yeah. like y'all are doing so mm-hmm. great because i wish someone had like been like that's okay. Lots of people are that way, like, yeah. you know. Like, but um, but it's a struggle for me parenting my older daughter because I'm like, no, like, don't you want to do all the things that everybody's doing? And she's totally content, like, with her one or two little friends. And the Lord has been so good to us to for both of those girls to be believers and like, mm-hmm. so that's great. But then my middle daughter, who's much more like me, um, she doesn't necessarily have those people just in her class and in her world, and she's a little bit younger. So I guess for me, my question is like, as parents, and then as the kid, like, do you choreograph those friendships? Do you like, interject those people? Because, you know, like, I'm looking back on my best friend growing up, who, is the one, all, you know, one person from my school, we still, I could call on her now, but n- neither of us were strong believers. Like I didn't, mm. I wasn't raised in a, in a family, like walking with Christ. And she wasn't really either. We were definitely there for each other, but man, to have had someone like that. like speaking, um, yeah. like you'd said, that could say like, "Hey, like that's not what you want to be doing," yeah. you know, like. But if you don't see your your kid having that person, do you find that person for them? Like, I don't know.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. What are you What are your thoughts? Oh
6: uh, Well, it's, uh, so when a child is under discipline um, and he gets an invite.
0: Yeah, there's a group of boys that when Dawson was in any, didn't matter if he was in trouble or whatever, if those boys were getting together because they were these godly, strong, his rock kind of boys, he pretty much knew that he got a pass for that one. Yeah, he'd be like, hey, the, the Braden and Paul are getting together. Okay, you can go. Yeah. you can manipulate them arrange marriages arrange friend friendships are are fine Maddie, how do you feel? So we're laughing yeah. at Harry Harry Potter. She <laughs> loves Harry Potter. She does go. She does go out. She does leave her room actually, and um, she's actually really social. And she does. She just maybe doesn't have 20 friends. She socializes with. She has three or four. And so, um, yeah. How do you feel? Like how? What? How were ways that we were helpful, or maybe you've alluded to that a little bit right now? But just, um, did you feel like there were some times where you had to just say, "Okay, I don't know for sure, but I trust you, mom and dad, and I'm going to yeah. do this."
1: Well, definitely sometimes. What I was what I was going to say is if my parents, like, told me, like, oh, you should be friends with this person, I would not be friends with them. Like, <laughs> real. So, like that's me. I don't know You're what Avery would contrarian. do. Um, definitely.
6: <laughs> yeah. you college.
0: <laughs> yeah. We did arrange yeah. your college. No, you didn't. Yeah, we did. It's funny. Maddie and Avery Holmes, Blake Holmes' daughter, are going to room together at school, and they've been laughing that the dads were arranging. And And they set us up.
1: But we actually are going to be friends. So there's an example of, like, (laughs) good person, I don't know. Um, I think it's more maybe, like, not forcing a kid on, like, to be friends with your kid or whatever. Maybe just encouraging them to go to situations that will put them with good people. Just, like, always encouraging them, once they're in junior high, to go to small group. Or, um, I don't know, just to connect with people at church or other places that you would find those good people instead of like just forcing them to be social all the time, like choosing your battles, I guess, when you want to
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go a few more questions and then y'all gotta go back to school. Anything else? Anybody yeah. has from yeah. the girls, Angela Still sharing yes. mm, Oh, do. Does that help you get closer? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. It's a loaded question right there. <laughs> How does that help you be
1: closer? <laughs> well we definitely spend more time together because of that. Um, but I have to be really intentional to not like I like a clean room this one does not but I actually haven't mentioned the laundry in a week and a half a I've been job. voicing myself to not mention it
0: so I don't know it's helped you so okay. So if you have girls right now that are if you have girls we went through a stage probably three or four years ago so they're four years apart so when this one's like 10 and this one's 14, 11, 15 it wasn't this pretty, probably, Um, you know, and so just helping them work through, you know, that, and just having the vision, I think that vision, we're going to, we're going to be best friends for life, and this, you know, right now, you're really different, and um, yeah, I'd love to, yeah, um, there was, there's, there's been some knockdown, there's been physical, I think, even (laughs) altercations between the two of you, yeah, yeah, even recently, you know, and so, um, yes, so it's not always, always pretty, and the room has been um, part of the good, and then part of the really hard, and we just, don't have another room in the house, so they live together. Yeah, yeah. yeah what were you gonna say? I was just um, gonna ask, like, so I have another room that one of my little girls could go in, and um, but we put them together in the yeah. string room because I really, I didn't ever have a sister, and so I, I like love these relationships. Yeah, it's so sweet, but. I've, I mean, one's seven and one's four, so. There you go, yeah, yeah. But the um, seven-year-old already is asking
2: to go to the other room huh. Yeah. Um. sometimes. She's like, let me just go in the other room. I just want to be alone. She talks sometimes as she's going to sleep. There you, you know, go. and so yeah. I'm trying to figure out a way
0: to, like, yeah. keep them yeah. together. Yeah. Do you feel like, I think trying to ha- let the older have a little bit of independence yeah. was still, and so... Ideally, what what are, are there some ways that you feel like you've gotten got got some independence or got some freedom? Even yeah, yeah. What we what would you say? Just staying up later. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 Well, ideally, you were gonna have your own bathroom, and that didn't work out. And so, yeah. <laughs> In theory, you were gonna have that kind of your own thing there, but yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know. I think it's harder as little kids. I don't know how you would like facilitate that because. Like, now, you can actually, they can have a conversation with us and say, like, y'all need to be friends, you know, you need to work through this, but I don't know how you do that with little kids, but I don't know. I guess it just depends on your kids.
0: Yeah, I think, the I think it really. Is I mean, if they're, like, killing each other, maybe there's a, if you've got a room, maybe there's, okay, we're going to be apart for a little bit, and chances are, they'll, maybe, they might miss each other, or they might be like, this is awesome, having my own space, I don't know yeah. which <laughs> one. You know, you never know, but yeah. there, there might be, and then... Again, that ebb and flow of friendships, there's ebb and flow with sibling relationships, too. And it applies to the guys, too. So we've got two boys, four years apart. So when Dawson is 16 and his 12-year-old brother is in the bottom bunk, like, will not shut up all night. I mean, there were some rough nights. And we just kind of pushed through and then tried to give the older one just some more freedom and some more independence, letting them stay up or letting them kind of kind of do their own thing more. I think that was helpful. Well, so. Also,
1: like, you don't have to hang out in your room, you know? Like, yeah. you can hang out with your sibling, like... It's more about just spending time together, I would say. Mm-hmm. So even if you're, like, you have to be out of your room and hang out with each other now, that's, like, a substitute
0: for that, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Or even giving the older one a little freedom. Like, okay, to the younger one, like, Maddie's going to have just some time by herself, just a little bit, you know, or if the other one needs to have a little bit more alone time, I think they obviously could do that as well. So, good. Any more quick? Are your school friends, um, your church friends,
2: or, like, all your church friends, do they go to different schools, or is there a lot mm-hmm. of overlap?
1: Um, my, so my small group, or my church friends, um, they all go to different, well, there's two girls at my school, and then there's, like, four or five at different schools, so that's just kind of the way it worked out. Emmys all go to her school, so it's just been different navigating that. I mean,
0: what's been the good and the bad of
1: that, and then I know you need to get no, to I'm, I'm fine. Um, it's been good to have, like, an outlet from school to be able to, like, I guess, Process what's happening at school with someone who's not there, you know. So that's been nice, and it's just different. It also depends on the people, for sure. Because like, if I have some really good, I have two really good friends who go to my school and are in my small group, and so that's also good for different situations. I don't know. They're both good, just different. Yeah, I guess. Yours? but yours th- is different, yeah.
5: So mine is all girls from my school, which okay. I think. Like you were saying, having someone to, like, process things with, that's why I've really had lots of um, conversations with my leaders. Like, I've stayed after small group several times with one of my leaders and just kind of shared with her some things, um, and she's given me lots of advice, but I think it's been really helpful because we can all, like, keep each other accountable. Um, Like, whenever, so we were talking about, like, gossip, like, two weeks ago in small group, and then... At school, we were able to, like, help each other um, more because we're like, hey, like, you're in my small group as a sister in Christ, like, and just, like, help each other. um, And so we can all be on the same page, I guess. So that's been...
0: Yeah, and so, and then Hudson, um, our freshman, that looks different, so he just moved from, our, they go to Covenant, he just moved from Covenant to Pierce, and is still hanging out with some of the Covenant, his small group or his Covenant guys, um, but just trying to, trying to navigate, like, kind of new friendships, so he's getting to know some new guys at Pierce, um, getting to know John, and just some other guys that are hanging out with this group um, from Pierce, and just praying through even what it looks like for a small group, and so I think there's think there's beauty in the way they do small groups here and that you're hanging out with these guys or girls um, through the student ministries and then you know you're going to go to school and see those same people um, but sometimes it is nice I think to have have someone kind of outside that school um, to just because there's a lot of a lot of time you know with um, there can be a little bit of fatigue sometimes um, with that but I think the benefits of being together outweigh that so I don't know you moms could probably some of y'all that your girls are together six, seven days a week. Um the benefits of that outweigh, I'm assuming, just some of the, the downside. What would y'all say to that? Yeah. As far as girls go. Ours our older experience is both girls. And um, some girls are just tricky. Yeah. yeah. So can learn enough, you know, give grades for the tricky ones and know which ones you can defend the yeah, buy and girl. Sure. that's good yeah and we'll talk when we talk more about just specific believer um, relationships we'll talk about that so but if you if you grow up at watermark and your kids are in the student ministry starting in sixth grade they'll be in a small group and they typically group them they, they try to group them by schools and so if you're at a at a, a richardson school or one of the bigger schools they should have enough kids but like if you're at a smaller private school or home school or something you'll probably be kind of a conglomeration of kids from different schools It's a great question
1: your community
0: group kids being friends too did that like what does that switch does that leave you know like, it can it can some so we've got some of our families in our community group they overlap with school okay. um I know theirs do you know I mean a lot of them you know do but then really like for our oldest for Dawson like none of those families that he was in small group with were in our community group and so he started by about ninth grade when he talked about community group. He was kind of more thinking his small group of guys and his leaders probably. Even though there was still a family community group and we love these other families, like um, that's who really becomes their kind of closest, I would think. Would you agree with that? Would mm-hmm. you think yeah. that as well? So, Which is great. I mean, there's kind of a – you want just these families to all be friends forever. And the reality is, I mean – you know, I mean, they're looking at those small group leaders um, for wisdom and to pray like crazy for those. And just know the student ministry here, like, pours into them, disciples them. That's those guys, like, great. They're not all perfect, but they really love your kids. And um, it's a it's a great, a great ministry. So, well, yeah. yeah. if your kids,
1: like, Emmy's in small group with two of the girls in our community group. So just, like, if there's some overlap there, I don't yeah,
0: know. More. Yeah, but, like, you're not. And
1: so yeah, but I'm not. Of- but I'm still friends with the other people in our community group. They're just not, like, my community. That's my parents' community, and
0: then yeah. that's what it feels yeah. Like. So, yeah. Good. Thank you, guys. Yeah, anything else that you just are dying to say? I'm trying to think we took notes. Yeah. 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 I would just
6: say, like, I think um, it is a really unique discipleship opportunity. You know, as we think discipleship a lot of times we think about having our Bibles open and going verse by verse, mm-hmm. which is great You can do that. so mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> when we were younger, whenever we used to take car trips, like when we were, like, little, my dad would stop the car and put suitcases in between <laughs> us so we would stop, like, fighting so and, like, slapping a, each other. That
6: was, 13, that was uh, a 13-day road trip over 4,000 miles. Well, Amy
1: yeah. got the floorboard one time. Oh, yes. she did. I slept f- f- on the floorboard. The floorboard.
0: So yeah. Was, uh, from Ohio, yeah. from Cincinnati to Dallas, Amy was on <laughs> the floorboard. <laughs> One place. Let's do that. They're like, okay, they're going to go tonight. What's the question, Dad? <laughs> so fun. Sure. Any words? So we don't have any boys here, um, but these girls have, these ladies have some boys. And, I mean, all this applies to boys as well. Do you tell your boys to be best friends also? We do. Yeah, yeah. And they, it was crazy. So Dawson had been gone to college about... Two or three weeks probably, so it was late September. And I asked Hudson, I said, Do you miss your brother? And I said, You don't seem like you miss Dawson very much. He was, Well, I do, but like we talk every day. I had no idea that they had been FaceTiming and texting every day. Um, so they, yeah, they are. <laughs> it's sweet. What? was <laughs> 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 like, mm. <laughs> Yeah. But it might not have worked
6: way.
0: It may, may not have. have. Yeah.
6: it's like your brain isn't even connected and just, like, not not. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 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 for sure Until yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're like, "Yep, yeah, yep, it's a jerk. And it was just like he just didn't—not always. But yeah, it was yeah. worse. He didn't care. And,
0: um, and now, who would you say is the most like intentional to follow up with stuff and to say, like, like he's the most intentional? Just text. How was this thing, Dad? Maddie, how was your testimony? I mean, like, just really the most thoughtful. But he was—he was punk for a while. And
6: thirteen is <laughs> worse yeah. than fourteen. You have a
0: birthday in a month. I'm so glad you're going to be 14 in a month. It's going to be all better.
4: You 13 is <laughs> worse than 14? Oh, Angela thinks otherwise. Beg,
0: beg to differ. Agree to disagree, John. I'm not going to
4: hold
3: on to that
0: that's been the case for us, but not maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. What are you saying? It is. <laughs> Okay, y'all go to school. We're going to keep talking. Love you. Thank you very much. Thanks, babe. Love Thank you. y'all. Bye. Okay, let's... Um, so, I don't know. Hopefully that... Hopefully that was real. I mean, our... So, I'm, if y'all have ever heard John and I talk, like... And, and Todd, our pastor, as well. Like, hopefully this is the good and the bad. So, we tried to give you, like, you know, the, the good side and the bad side. And, like, they really are good friends. But, like, just yesterday like this one, the laundry's everywhere. They've kind of been redecorating their room. Maddie's so excited to have this clean, fun room, and her side's beautiful, and Emmy's is just a pit, and they're just continuing this, and that feels little, but it's, it's a big deal. It's been this ongoing kind of cycle, and um, so it was not pretty yesterday when one had tears and one was being just a complete punk, you know, to her sister, and so it's not always beautiful, but hopefully that gives y'all just kind of a vision for um, maybe what could be, and just some ideas on that, um, but let me just hit, let me break it down into kind of each section, and then let's, let's kind of talk some more situational, and kind of some more ideas, but, um, did we get through, I think we did, we talked about conflict, right, so it's not if, but it's when, um, with your kids, with friends, and with siblings, just kind of all that, um, that verse is Proverbs eighteen seventeen. that's such a good one, the first to plead his case is right, till another one comes along, um, and then as far as it depends on you live at peace, I mean, that's just a great, and so peace doesn't mean nothing. And so Emmy, when we were talking this morning, I thought she would have said that she had multiple thoughts. One thought she had was making sure if you can't let stuff go to bring it up with your friends. And so you talk about, it's the glory of a man to overlook an offense, but if you can't, like Emmy just said, if I don't, If I just keep sweeping stuff under the rug or if I don't bring stuff up, then eventually I'm going to be so bitter and I'm going to just blow up at one of my friends. And so um, teaching our friends with us or with their siblings or teaching our kids with their friends just to, in a humble, loving way, like, hey, when you did that, it hurt my feelings. Um, And navigating that with them at home so that they're not this needy that every day, oh, my gosh, you hurt my feelings. But like, hey, I've tried to overlook this and I can't. And so, hey, or, you know, Hudson with one of his friends, like, you know hey dude you wouldn't say it that way you know you hurt my feelings but hey like hey when you did that I didn't, that didn't feel really thoughtful and I know you want to be a better friend than that and so just giving our kids kind of um, even just the techniques on how to kind of kind of talk to their friends or whatever yeah what do you think when you look back helped you the most to navigate those heart waters um, as a, in your personal life and your married life yeah I mean like, just with conflict you,
2: know, you, cause you have four children right and there's a lot of and yes teenagers yeah and more work yeah so how did you manage to be
0: okay during, yourself yeah with yourself yeah. and your relationship with your husband while yeah. this is going on yeah i um it, it is it's just that not to be cliché but it's just that understanding of grace and the fact that the only way that i can be gracious to my husband i can do any good and not completely destroy you know you know mess these kids up beyond repair. Not that any kid um, or any of us are messed up beyond repair, but you know that feeling as a mom, like I have completely doomed my kid because the way I reacted and the way I parented them today, the only way that I can give them any kind of wisdom or love my husband, respect my husband well, is just when I make sure that I am living in the grace that God's given me. And so just that preaching myself to the gospel, I would recommend the gospel primer. It is such a good book. It's just got this little blip. So maybe if you take nothing else out of here, um, just the gospel primer. It's really thin book. I wish I would have brought it. Um, but there's tons of scripture in it. So it's not a substitute for your Bible. Um, but there's tons of Bible in it. And it just talks about just that, just preaching the gospel to myself every day. So the days that I did feel like that they, I mean, there have been days when they're fighting and, um, or the boys are fighting and I snap back at one of them. Okay. Emmy the other day, here we go. Emmy the other day was kind of sassy to me. In, in the 15-minute car ride, she was pretty condescending in her tone to me, really condescending in her tone to me a couple of times. So that's wrong. But I came home, and instead of being the adult and being gentle and gracious and kind of um, firmly but lovingly talking to her about that, I walked in, and the first thing I said was, first of all, I proved her wrong. Whatever she was saying, I went and asked her sister, and I was right. And so I said, see, Emmy, I was right. And then I said, sometimes I wonder how you have any friends. Like, In a pretty mean tone, I said that to my 13-year-old. I sounded like a 13-year-old, and I jumped right into that. So maybe there's some truth in saying that, but gosh, that was really juvenile the way I kind of, I mean, it was really snotty the way I said it. And so instead of going, okay, I've completely wrecked this, going, okay, Lord, give me another chance, and because, Lord, you don't see me any different, give me grace. I'm going to go and model just the way you've forgiven me, ask her to forgive me, and then okay, Emmy, will you forgive me? But then in that, I do think we need to talk about it. There is a part of your, the way you talk in a condescending way that's not pleasing to the Lord, that is going to hurt your relationships. Obviously, you have friends. You're amazing. You know, of course you have friends. But when you do that, it's going to hurt those friendships. So that's so different. So I think just coming home and going, okay, first I went to the Lord, then I confessed it to John and just said I was such a head to our daughter and I want to let you know that and then go back and confess to her so does that help I mean the only way is to look at myself the way the Lord sees me and if like you don't take care of yourself, you yeah an yeah and so I think every mom in here would agree like taking care of yourself says I've got to I mean not to be cliche but what did Todd say Sunday that he messed up the verbiage like if your output where's that did anybody write that down okay here it is I think I wrote it down if you're let me find it because it's too good um, oh, shoot. Do I not have it? It's if you're... Okay. If your output exceeds your intake, then your output, okay, will be your downfall. There's a different word there, but it, you get the gist. Then your outcome... Well, so if your output exceeds your intake. And so if, if you're pouring out as a mom, as a wife, as a friend more than your intake, then your, I don't think output's the right word, will be your downfall. So does that, so what we need to get the right word there, but does that make, the gist of that is, if you're not just filling up, if you're not John 15, connected to the vine every day, Like, again, God's bigger in the days that you aren't and that you do act like a 13 year old and get right down in there and with your daughter and act like one of her friends instead of her mom. Um, God's bigger than that. But the way to get through that hard stuff is that. And so, I mean, it's it's what you. Hi. Hey, Maddie
5: just called me and told me to come back in here and say something else.
0: Oh, okay. There you go. I just told him how I um, was such a punk to you the other day and said, I was amazing. You have any friends at all? Remember yeah. that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I cried. I know, and I cried back to you when we talked about it. Didn't we? Okay. Yes, I know. Well, Here, okay, what do you want to say? <laughs> I'm
5: sorry for barging in. Yeah. Okay, but um, something that me asked my do is that we hang out with our friends together. Like, my friend and her friend, and, like, the four of us will hang out. And so some of her best friends are also some of my best friends. Like, last night, we I went to, like, a musical with, like, Maddie and, like, three of her best friends, and then, like, my mom and my grandma. And, like, literally, like, I sat in the back with, like, one of Maddie's friends, and we just, like, talked. And then in the musical, I sat by one of her other friends. And um, especially if they have, like, siblings that line up.
0: That's where you can... I mean, if you can navigate that, you can't totally dictate it, but if you can navigate something like that, yeah. that's a pretty sweet deal. Like, they've got that going on, um, yeah. which is pretty sweet. They've got siblings that match up. Um,
5: like, one of my best friends, her older sister is one of my sister's best friends. The four of us hang out, and so it doesn't feel, like, weird at all. Like, her best friends feel like my friends.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm good. really sorry. No, I'm glad you did. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Any thoughts on that the other day when I, um, was unkind to you and, um, how, yeah, (laughs) how do you feel like, and I'm not asking for a pat on the back. Like, how do you feel like, um, if I mess up or you mess up that we can handle that with each other?
5: Well, I think that, um, it's, it, I feel like you're kind of like me. And so we, we clash sometimes, but, um, sitting down and having like real conversations maybe even like outside of the moment like something my mom has found out about me is that like whenever <laughs> like whenever she does something that hurts me like emotions are just really high and I really easily will like lash out um, if she tries to like say anything in the moment so I guess just like figure out how your kid reacts to that because like Me and my mom will, like, the next day have a conversation. Or, like, later that day, once we both, like, settled and, like, prayed and thought about it, then we can come back and have a conversation. I think that's
0: helped a lot. Good. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the moms was asking, how do we, as as a mom, and maybe to you as a sister and a friend, when things are hard, how can you um, get through hard times? Um, Like, if all your friends are... um, Yeah, if you feel like you're kind of like you've struggled with a little bit this year, if you feel like you've got friend's group that are moving on without you, you're feeling left out, um, how do you still kind of get through that as a believer? And I just talked about getting into the vine, being connected to the vine, being connected to Christ first. You said something yesterday about, was that you or Maddie that said something about if everything's not good, that you're still? I think that was me. Was that, yeah? I think that was you. That, like,
5: even if... I have absolutely no friends, which is not the case, even if some friends are moving on, that, like, I still have the Lord and I'm good. And, like, that's – and by I'm good, like, I'm still obviously sad and it hurts, but, like, the Lord is really all we need, as, like, cheesy as it sounds. It's
0: Yeah, It's been a hard lesson. It's been good. But, yeah, good. good lessons. Thank you, babe. See you later. See you after. Good talk. <laughs> um, so I think just back to that I mean Psalm 73 25 and 26 says who am I in heaven but you um, there's nothing on earth that I desire beside you my heart and my flesh may fail but you O Lord are my strength and my portion forever and over the last couple years we've just tried to really make that our family verse and so and, and it's Emmy, this year, has had some friends that were her close friends. And then there was this group of five, which is a hard number. And the four of them have been doing a few things without her. And there's been some tears and some real heartbreak um, for her just to go, okay, I'm good. I'm, not go- I'm sad. That doesn't mean I'm not sad. But because I have the Lord, I'm really good. And it's not just some verse, but I really feel it. And then Maddie, because she is quieter and she's had a great high school experience, but she doesn't get asked to the dance as quickly as maybe other girls. And for her just to go... I'd like to go or not, but I'm good, you know. And for um, Dawson with his senior baseball season, some stuff happened and the coach just kind of, he and the coach got sideways and didn't play in a couple of the games at the end of his senior high school baseball career. And just to go, this stinks, but I'm good, you know. And so just, it, you know, it feels like maybe you're just kind of cliche. It's not, it's scripture. And then to see it pan out in their life and just to see them kind of get it is really cool. And so it's never too early to, just start having those verses. I think as a, as a family, to have a family verse or just kind of have some memory work together has been really good for us too. So Psalm 73, 25, and 26. So, Oh yeah, thank you, yeah. And I know I hate that, I should have handed it to John when he was talking or whatever, but. This said, if your intake is less than your output, your upkeep will be That's what, upkeep. Well, that's what yeah. yeah, if your intake is less than your, output, then your upkeep, well, that's what the word is. Your upkeep will be your downfall. That's good. Yeah, was it the night I can't remember which service Todd totally had to start over like three times when he was yeah. saying it. it was really funny. I don't think it was the I
4: don't remember was, that.
0: Was, yeah, I think 11, he, yeah, it was funny. Yes? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so as your children are you know, navigating these conflicts and relationships and stuff, but I would assume you were also friends with the parents so how does that affect your relationships? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Parents that are friends yeah. just to be close friends, and then you have kids who they didn't invite somebody, and you know we're kind of inching into the waters, and you know you have some parents who are like, well your kids didn't do this,
0: and so then you feel yeah. pressure to like <laughs> just step in and do something. World, and then, yeah. You know, they totally. Like, they need to kind of navigate it themselves. What, yeah, what do you that it. There's not just a set. I mean, I wish we had. At 10, you totally let them navigate all their stuff. But there is kind of this flow of, so when they're six, seven, and eight, yeah, like we're gonna give you the, we're gonna go together, you know, me and Hudson are gonna go together to, you know, this mom and this son, to Angie and John, and say, okay, we're going to work this through together. Well, when they're 10, maybe you, and y'all speak to this as y'all have, as older kids, maybe, maybe it's like 10 and 11, like, okay, why don't you try this on your own? If this doesn't go well, then I'll go with you. Um, even Emmy at this age she's kind of worked through so one of the friends that she's kind of it's her very closest friend and they're real similar and they can be brutally honest with each other but then they've wounded each other this year pretty deeply and so she's kind of tried on her own a few times and we recently got together she and I and the mom and and um, the four of us got together and so I think there is there is a place for that and then Maddie like, barring just some really huge thing, like, she's just kind of on her own, you know, doing it. She comes home and asks for wisdom, but, um, you know, it's just kind of her on her own. And so, um, how old are your kids? Ronnie uh, eight, six, and three. Yes. But I'm also, like, in our, my life or whatever, we have um, moms with teenagers. And yeah. Stuff, so you can kind of see them and, like, getting caught up in the stuff. And then, you know, you have their friends and yeah. non-believers and then walk in, just yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. Do you have any, th- anybody with older kids with thoughts on when to jump in with your kids and when to? I'm y'all. There's other moms here, I just know them well and know they have older kids and have walked through conflict with.
2: Yes, yeah, so I will say we even have together, like
0: with our kids Yeah. Um and, and I would just say, I mean, it's all dependent on the kid when they're ready for that. Yeah, you're equipping them the whole time. The whole time, yeah.
2: So Yeah, but then now they
0: A lot of it on their own, yeah.
4: And that's a sweet friendship too, those two, our two older daughters because they're very similar but very different and, and I think Cindy has handled this really well, just giving, I think you do really a really good job giving the, the freedom, like Elle mind to have the freedom to yourself and yours, mm-hmm. so different. You know? They're different, so like yeah. like in junior high, they had a period where they weren't close friends. Mm-hmm. And I think because you were just like, oh, Elle's who she is and Rose who she is, right now. it just, it helps like you were saying to be have a good friend that is when your kids are friends mm-hmm. because you can relate and learn from each other mm-hmm. that yeah. doesn't help that we're friends yeah friends. Exactly. Yes. what, what you you do you do when you're not as
1: great friends with the moms but you're friends yes, with them and then you have it is conflict true. going in underneath and yeah navigating when, when well, you can
4: grow just I try to build that relationship with them as much as you can if they're a believer even if they're not just yeah yeah like, be their
0: Well, it's that discipleship piece and so especially as you as the mom are trying to you know there's a great chance to disciple these other moms especially think about like conflict with a non-believing friend and just how completely foreign that is so the girl that was with us last night goes to hockaday and she said nobody like confronts each other and talks about it. and she's very much like she's the friend who maddie sat down with and this girl kate was like bring it on tell me all the things that don't look like jesus like i really want to know And um, so she would tell all her friends at Hockaday and she's had to learn to go, Okay, people really don't want that. And you have to do it a little more graciously. And there's a way you can do it without offending everyone. Um, But that's very foreign, you know. And so if you're if you're at Watermark, I mean, it's a little more, you know, normal, but it still feels it still feels kind of hard, you know. And so I think just looking at it as a discipleship opportunity is so great. And so, like Angela said, just cultivating, um, you know, friendships. That you can and so if you've got someone I man, your kids are conflicting and you don't know the mom that well I still think I mean you're the parent first and so just hey not in a not in an accusing way you know I mean, the first to plead this case I mean I think just picking up the phone humbly and saying hey I think our girls are having trouble let's what, what if we let them work it out and this is kind of what we've told our daughter like hey like yes stick up for yourself but you're gonna be marked by humility and so our daughter and man Like, we know that our daughter's great and this, this, and this, so if it was Emmy, we know that Emmy's fun and includes everybody, but we know that she also is not perfect. And I know that Emmy sometimes, because her mouth is loud and she can say things without thinking and that she can, you know, not be as thoughtful or whatever. And so just humbly, without throwing my daughter under the bus, but still being honest. I remember John having a conversation with a a dad of um, one of Hudson's friends and just going, hey, there's all these great things about Hudson, but we also know these, we're very aware of his sin, and so he could have, um, this is probably the part he contributed, and then I also think maybe your son did too, and we're going to let them talk, but if they need help, we can, we can jump in. So, I don't know, does that... How do the parents react to
2: that?
0: <laughs> um, both. Okay, that's great. I'm surprised John didn't say this. So um, good and bad. We've had both. Yeah, so we have had both. And so our kids go into covenant, you would think. Even at Watermark, you would think, oh, everybody's hearing the same thing. Well, not everybody handles it the same. And just because you're at a Christian school for sure doesn't mean, and then definitely if you're at public school and non-believers, they're going to go, you are crazy like our kids. Um, And you just have to humbly stick to your guns. And we had a family a long time ago at Covenant. They're not there anymore, but they never owned any of their stuff, never. And we just were like. John would just say, You know, it's gonna, like, the character is gonna show itself. And it did. And this boy's character showed itself. And Hudson apologized and kind of went on and did his thing. And this other boy's character kind of showed itself. And that family left. And I think they went to another school. And then two years later, left that school. And it was just kind of a pattern. Um, so it does not always go well. Um, so, yeah, has anybody seen it go well or not go well? We've had both. Had both? Yeah. I what think, do you? Like you
2: were <clears throat> Mm-hmm. and do your part and, and trust the result to God. I you think know, that's huge, that, yeah. That Usually it goes well if you own your part, but not always. I mean, you can't, somebody can't, you can't, only God can change a heart. Yeah. And um, cause them to, to own their part, so.
0: And in the, the end, yeah, for Well, let's say we're in the, the hard end, hard. we're responsible yeah. for us and our kids. And as humbly as we can, we just do it, and we're going to offend some people and we're not perfect, and even if we do it perfectly, they're going to be offended, and that's just, John does a much better job just going, well, as far as it depends on me, I lived at peace with all men, and if they don't like it, sorry, you know, not enough, but yeah.
2: if your kids are in, well, Christian school and public school, like, (coughs) they are moving from a friend group for good reason, you know, and God's moving them out or closing a door because he's protecting them from something or moving them into... So it isn't always like we think it should be. Exactly. It's often different.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I have a friend, as I was asking um, some friends over the last few weeks, just some thoughts about this. One of my friends said, hey, just being gracious to our kids' friends. And so um, they might be moving from, I can't remember which mom said this. I'm trying to remember. I don't know if you said it. Maybe it was Sonia. But like they might be making some. They might be in this Christian friend group and maybe they're making some unwise choices or they may be the other. They may have been in this other friend group and they kind of were like not making good choices, but they're trying to kind of turn their life around and are jumping in and hanging out with your kid. And you're like, what a great opportunity, you know, and just, okay, like maybe they're not making the best choices, but it looks like they're trying. And so we're going to be wise and we're going to invite them over. Maybe we're not going to go hang out over there, but we want to be around them. We want them to be around our family as they're trying to. you know, just kind of get their life back on track or figure out. And so let's jump in super quick as we talk about um, believing friends. Um, Not that we have to stick to the notes, but I do think, like, this grid's good. And so if we're thinking about grace in all of our friendships, I think for believers as our kids, um, believing friendships is grace plus truth and so we all of it is grace but then for um, believers and so they've got friends that are naming the name of christ with them and so there's a place for the us to, our kids um, to speak truth to their friends and even when they're little like hey sally like i know you love jesus and i don't i don't know that the way you're acting loves jesus very well or hey <laughs> i love jesus and i don't think i was you know and, and tell me if i'm not and man even a six-year-old how sweet if a six-year-old or a five-year-old could um, could get that even, you know, just, and so that um, Ephesians four fifteen, speaking the truth in love. And so as a Christian, it's not an option. We're, we're, we've got to speak the truth. We've got to admonish each other, but the way we do it and how we do it, um, we can navigate well. And so, um, so the goal of those believing friendships are discipleship. And so being discipled by each other, and then also discipling our friends. And so, um, you know, what that looks like in small group, Angela and I have talked, you know, like Um, her daughters in a small group with a lot of girls and so she I know is authentic and I've seen Maddie just kind of be real with all these girls but then also having discernment for our kids and so maybe there's just three or four that when it comes down to it and I'm speaking out I know you don't care because I know yeah and Maddie too like I'm going to share my heart with all these girls wisely but then when I'm asking for godly wisdom I'm going to just make sure that there's three or four that are really wise you know and my leaders that I'm going to kind of seek um, really wisdom from them and like all these girls I love and I want to disciple them, but I'm going to be wise and just three or four that really can speak truth kind of into my life and that I can vice versa. Um, So I think just with our kids, if they have believing friends that are not going to make good choices, just remembering when they come home and go, well, so Hudson last week, so did you know that so-and-so was vaping in class, Um, believing friend, you know, or, and, um, okay, dude, like we know, you know, just talking about, it's not okay, but man, they're, they're still figuring it out. And like, we're going to give them grace. We're going to call them out, like following up with him. And this was a while ago, then following up later, like, do you know if that's still happening? Like, what is your place as a Christian brother, you know, with him? How do you speak the truth to him? And so um, giving him grace, but then helping them with truth as well. Um, Maddie's friend, Kate, was saying that she remembers her mom saying, hey, they're still figuring it out. So like an eight, nine, 10-year-old, 12, 13-year-old, they're still kind of figuring out who they are and how they want to, if they're a believer, stand up for Christ or, um, so they're still just figuring it out. And so I think that's kind of a good, a good verb to give our kids. Um, So for non-believers, I think, as we think about grace, so it's grace plus love. And so um, that Colossians 3, 12 and 13 is God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothed with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And so the goal of friendships with non-believers is just to share the gospel, obviously, and just to show Christ to them. And so what is the most loving thing to do? And so obviously, a non-believing friend is going to make dumb decisions. I mean, we all are going to make dumb decisions, but of course they're not going to make God-honoring decisions. They don't have Christ in their life. And so even as a young age to go, well, they don't have Jesus in them. So of course they're not going to make the wisest decisions. And so how can you make a wise decision, love them and show them that and love them even in the middle of it. There's some great stories in unoffendable about just these sports broadcasters. And this guy was a believer and this guy was the most foul mouthed, crass guy. And he just loved him so well through all these years. And, um, and this really hard guy just said, I mean, it was completely turned by the way this guy never kind of called him out on anything, I mean, just loved him and was patient with him and just how that just completely turned this big, gruff guy's heart around. And so we just um, think about that goal um, is, and, and we always, with, with any friendships, but especially with non believer just for them to remind our kids, we have no idea what's going on in their home or in their heart. And so I've always told my kids, like it's never an excuse for a believer or a non-believer to be a bully or to be mean or to lie or cheat. But the first thing you should be thinking is grace. We don't know, no idea what's going on at home. We have no idea what's going on in their heart. We have no idea what insecurities, we have no idea what their parents are teaching them, no idea what kind of junk they're going through at home. And so just to kind of go um, kind of through that grid first. Um, We've talked a lot about siblings. Oh, Emmy was like, you can talk about guy-girl friendships. Um, That's a whole other breakout. (laughs) Um, Guy-girl friendships, briefly, like there's there's great um, pluses to having guys and girls that are friends. Um, I think you just want to be wise. I think your closest friends for a girl that are giving you the wisest counsel should be other girls and guys should be other guys and if you walk through student ministries at watermark you're going to have that opportunity because you're going to have this group of girls for your girls and this group of guys for your guys but that being said I mean how great to learn how Um, just to be good buddies you know with a guy and a girl and so if you're in a place like where you can have these groups of guys and girls that are hanging out and so Angela had a group of people over the other night and it's just guys and girls and there's no couples in it they're all in ninth grade and they're just buddies Um, like as they learn to navigate that maybe there's no couples (laughs) yeah But just there, there just needs to be conversations with that as you do it. And so some people would completely stray away and like we're just gonna be with all the girls and then all the guys separate. And you can navigate that later. And then some parents go the other way and they kind of vicariously live through their kids and they're like, woo, we're gonna date and we're so excited about these boy-girl relationships. I would just navigate closer to this side. But at the same time, like I do think so. Emmy's got there's a she doesn't do this much but tomorrow there's a group of guys and girls and it's not even an even number so it's not couples it's like four or five girls and two or three guys that are just gonna meet at Fat Straws and work on a group project but then just kinda hang out maybe go to a movie or whatever we've not done that much Um, really this is kinda the first year but um, I think guy-girl friendships are fine and important we just have to be careful John would say a junior high guy if he's saying I'm just friends with that girl like I don't know that he can honestly say that. I mean, just thinking about junior high boys, he's, you know, so you just have to, if you have a daughter, just be thoughtful about um, talking to her about boys are different. Just be careful that you just treat him like, like your brother, you know, you just don't be flirty, you know, just kind of talk to your daughter about that. Just talk
2: to your boys about that? Like the boundaries?
0: Uh, yeah. Because right now, it's, it's I camera's think, out there. Yeah. Everything is out there. Yeah. So it's dangerous for, for us. For sure. If you have a boy. Yeah. That, God forbid if something wrong to a girl, yeah. you can get in a lot of trouble. Yeah, for and sure. Their, their brain is still yeah. working. And so that's a whole social media. We didn't even, somebody, my mother-in-law was like, you can talk about social media and friendships? And I was like, no, because I don't have three hours, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a whole other talk. But um I, mean, I do think you treat them like, so do, do you have boys and girls? I have boys You have just boys. Like treat them like your sister is a good thing. Mm-hmm. When you, you know, have both, you say know. treat them like, um, I don't know, does anybody have all boys?
4: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you do, so if they're believers, you say, even before your girlfriend or your sister or your friend, they're your sister in Christ, and so, I mean, even just giving them that, you know, just think about, like, so you don't have a sister, but how do you think, like, a sister should be treated, and they're your sister in Christ, I think that's huge, like, this person is your, and so even if our friends are, if our kids are fighting, like, even before your brother, um, they're your brother in Christ, like, think that's been huge and in marriage specifically like even more than before my husband John's my brother in Christ and how am I treating my brother in Christ and so I think kind of getting them to look at it through that um, for boys any other do y'all have some wisdom that have boys on how so Angie has John and then she's got older sisters I'm putting you on the spot like talking to John about how to treat girls I guess you you've been able to say treat them like you would treat your sisters because he's got girl he's got sisters yeah, <laughs> yeah. Old, they, been just yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, piggyback Like, like you, your, your daughters were talking about yeah. friends with their, like, when those kids come home from college, they'll invite, he will go with them. Yeah, that's so fun, and yeah. So just a, yeah. All the time. Yeah. And and Yeah. Yeah. So but we were all and, and we just said we oh, were doing it this way and now we're gonna do it this that's other yeah. way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they responded beautifully. That's really cool. Grace, grace, grace. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go, for sure, Grace. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so just a few more minutes. Any like last minute man there I mean, I feel like we could sit and just talk for a while. And I'd love to hear kind of from you guys too, that um, anything that you would love to share, like that you got I feel like we're doing this well, so y'all can brag. That's totally great. Your kids are doing well, or any kind of just something that we didn't hit on. And I know this was kind of a, lots of random things, but, um, let me think through.
3: I just think it was so great to hear your daughters and just how they're just so different, mm-hmm. how that's gonna kind of look so different in our parenting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like that's been kind of like touched in every talk, this yeah. year, all, all the nests. Like yeah. it's a big, it's been a big reminder of just like studying your kids and knowing them. Because that, I think, has been one of the biggest parenting things for me is just seeing my oldest daughter. Like, I can remember when she went on her first daddy daughter camp out with all the little girls, and she's not hippie. She's not, like, she doesn't need all that social. Like, yeah. I kind of have to, I just need a lot. I've just always been that way. Yeah. And remembering being like, well, what are we going to do? Like, why? Why is she, but I was That's like, wrong. no, She was just totally fine, like, yeah. finishing her craft while the other girls are not, and and I think it took him being like, no, she was totally fine. Like, she wasn't like, they're leaving me, or that's how I would have felt. Yeah,
0: totally. You know,
3: like, but just seeing that go from like a a second grade to like now in fifth grade where she's figuring out who she is and that's that's cool. And like, she's also figuring out like, I like them, but I don't want to (laughs) be like them. Yeah, yeah, totally.
0: That's good. That's great. Yeah, I like them, but I don't want to be like them, you know. And and that's okay to say that's not ungracious. You know, I mean, you can say that in a gracious way. It's, that's wisdom, right, and the discernment, we you know. Yeah. To, this is a question, and yeah.
3: it, might not, it might be too long to answer, but what do we, how do we navigate or help our kids when we have things like transgender kids or kids that are identifying in ways that we don't necessarily believe, teaching them to love um, without necessarily accepting? I mean, yeah. I think that's the right word.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Mandy and I talked briefly about just even, um, yeah, that, and then, um, she had, she just thought even about just race, like just kids with, you know, and just yeah. making sure like all that. And, um, and that's a little different topic, but just, um, man, I think just that grace piece that God sees this transgender tatted, whatever person that looks totally different than me, the same way he sees me just with grace. And, um, so Maddie has a girl in her small group who's kind of walked all the way through and just in the last year has posted some pictures of she and her girlfriend. And so they're navigating, she and her girls in her small group, just how do we continue to love her but speak up because, and, and they've had a fr- they've had a relationship since sixth grade. And so um, like there, there's a place before, you know, probably now that's just kind of come out and over D-Town they had some talks and things like that. Um, But they couldn't have talked about that in seventh or eighth grade because they didn't have that trust and know each other, you know, well enough then. And so um, we haven't navigated this too much, but I do think they still just, just like we would here at Watermark, like we love you. and, And then if the conversation comes up of, well, do you think what I'm doing is wrong? Well, yeah, I mean, like, I believe that God says this, but I also know that when I lie to my mom or when my, if I'm a boy and I, or a girl, and I look at pornography. Like, that's just the same sin that God died for. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of lonely because I don't know, because it's hard. I don't know either. I do think we need to talk to our kids, even little kids, because it's, you know, like, we love these guys. God looks at them the same way he looks. I think that's the biggest thing. God looks at him the same way he looks at you. And then um, let's just talk a lot at home about how, how we navigate this. Does anybody else that's older have, have a good, have y'all run up against... Yeah, have y'all?
4: So I always go back to what, what's God's design? God's yeah, design, for sure. Our family believes that God's design yes. is this. Yeah,
0: make and sure that's firm in your kids. Yeah, yeah like this gives is, yeah. Us
4: all, every day the freedom to choose. He gives me the freedom to choose how I respond to you, how I respond to you, you know, yeah. in matters. He gives us this freedom that he calls us his believers in doing his design. Yeah. So we are called to give other people the freedom to choose, but also to...
0: That's well said, right? yeah. 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 I and mean, we then just, we just love them. And so the goal, if they're a non-believer, is to share the gospel. And then the goal, if they're a believer, is to disciple. And so if there's a believer that's choosing that, then there may be a time with, with love and humility that you go, hey, I love you enough to say. And probably if, if you're walking along with each other. So this girl won't be surprised and isn't surprised when the girls go, we love you, and we just don't believe that's the best choice. I mean, she, she's not going to be surprised at all. Um, you know I or something like that, that. Being
2: yeah kind yeah yes Yeah.
0: yeah 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 being right
2: yeah so yes yeah 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 that's good yeah yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I know we need to go get kids. Thank y'all for being here. So leave, not beat down with like, oh my gosh, my kids hate each other, and the McGee kids are perfect. So don't hear that. Um, leave with, hey, you're here, and so way to go. And leave with just, I'm encouraged that my kids are doing these things. And here's one thing I'm going to implement, or two things that that I'm going to.